The town was veiled in a twilight hue, a combination of the setting sun and gathering storm clouds that cast an eerie glow over the cobblestone streets. As the first stars began to pierce the night, an unmistakable silhouette emerged from the encroaching shadows. It was the detective, a man known for his razor-sharp instincts and relentless pursuit of truth. His normally calm demeanor, however, was replaced with a sense of urgency. Every footstep echoed with purpose as he made his way through the maze-like alleyways of the town. The wind was strengthening, its howling sounds interspersed with the rustling of fallen leaves. He tightened his trench coat, the material flapping wildly, creating an added layer of defense against the sudden drop in temperature. The biting chill seemed to claw at his skin, urging him to move faster. As he turned a corner, the detective was met with a familiar sight, the old antique shop. Its facade, though worn with age, bore an almost regal quality, with intricate woodwork and stained glass windows. But what truly captured his attention were the dolls. Positioned meticulously behind the dusty window pane, each doll sat with a poise that seemed almost lifelike. Their glassy eyes, reflecting the fading light, gave the illusion that they were surveying the world, watching every passerby with an unsettling intensity. Though he had passed by this shop countless times, the detective couldn't shake off a growing sense of unease. Over the past few months, whispers had begun to circulate throughout the town. Locals would gather in dimly lit taverns or huddle in marketplaces, sharing hushed tales about the antique shop and its peculiar collection. More specifically, they spoke of certain dolls that bore an uncanny resemblance to individuals who had mysteriously vanished from the community. Young and old, male and female, it seemed no one was safe from this chilling phenomenon. At first, the detective had dismissed these stories as mere coincidences, products of overactive imaginations. But as the list of missing persons grew, so did his suspicion. He recalled the face of a young girl he had seen, on a missing poster just weeks ago. The memory was fresh, and as he scanned the dolls, his heart sank. There she was, immortalized in porcelain, her features painstakingly replicated down to the very last freckle. The realization hit him like a ton of bricks. This was no ordinary shop, and the tales that had been dismissed as mere rumors were now beginning to form a dark and sinister pattern. The detective knew he was on the cusp of uncovering a mystery that ran deeper than he could ever fathom. The door to the antique shop groaned in protest as the detective pushed it open. Immediately, the atmosphere shifted. Gone was the brisk wind and the ambient noise of the outside world. Instead, he was enveloped by a heavy stillness, punctuated only by the ticking of an ancient grandfather clock that stood sentry at the far end of the room. The shop was a labyrinth of narrow aisles and tall wooden shelves, each adorned with a myriad of artifacts from a bygone era. From ornate vases to dusty books, the store seemed to hold countless treasures. But its true crowning jewels were the dolls. Rows upon rows of them, each impeccably dressed and detailed, creating a sea of porcelain faces that seemed to watch the detective's every move. The dim overhead lights, partially obscured by hanging cobwebs, cast eerie shadows that danced over the dolls, 
giving them an almost ethereal glow. As he ventured into the shop, the detective's footsteps were muffled by the aged wooden floor, making it seem as if he was treading in a world detached from reality. One doll, in particular, caught his attention. Positioned prominently on a velvet cushion was the spitting image of a young woman, who had been the talk of the town just a month prior. She had vanished without a trace, leaving behind a grieving family, and a community fraught with concern. And now, here she was, or at least a haunting representation of her, immortalized in porcelain and paint. Her familiar green eyes, usually lively and sparkling, now appeared vacant and hollow. Trying to shake off the chill that crept up his spine, the detective continued his exploration. But the deeper he ventured, the more faces he recognized. There, settled among a group of older dolls, was the unmistakable likeness of a baker, known for his hearty laughter and the sweet aroma of fresh bread that always surrounded him. He had disappeared years ago, becoming just another name in the town's growing list of unsolved mysteries. With each familiar face, the weight of the situation bore down on the detective. The sheer number of dolls that seemed to mirror the town's missing was staggering. What were the odds that so many would bear such striking resemblances purely by chance? The once dismissed tales and hushed whispers began to form a chilling narrative in his mind. The initial skepticism that had marked his entrance was rapidly replaced by a dawning realization. This was no mere collection, it was a gallery of the lost, and it held secrets that the detective was now determined to unravel. The police station, a bastion of order and justice in the midst of the town's unfolding mysteries, had become the detective's refuge. The familiar hum of fluorescent lights and the distant murmur of colleagues in conversation provided a stark contrast to the eerie silence of the antique shop. Here, amidst towering stacks of paper and ink-smudged reports, the detective sought answers. He claimed the father's desk, obscured from casual observers by a tall bookshelf laden with criminology texts and faded newspapers. As the clock ticked away the hours, its hands weaving into the fabric of the night, he was surrounded by a sea of photographs, reports, and witness statements. Each file represented a life interrupted, a story left unfinished. With meticulous precision, the detective began to create a timeline. The dates of disappearances were noted, and beside them, he placed photographs of the dolls from the shop that bore uncanny resemblances to the missing individuals. Every line he drew, every connection he made, unveiled a sinister correlation. A young boy with a penchant for climbing trees had gone missing on a summer afternoon. Not long after, a doll donning a blue cap and freckled cheeks appeared in the shop. Then there was the librarian, known for her raven-black hair and fondness for pearl necklaces. After her unexplained absence, a doll with the same distinct features and accessories took its place on the antique shop's shelves. As dawn threatened to break, casting faint hues of amber and rose into the station, the detective's workspace had transformed into a sprawling web of interconnected lives. The evidence was irrefutable. For every individual that vanished, a new doll surfaced in that malevolent shop. The intricate craftsmanship, and attention to detail left no room for doubt, 
these were not mere representations but eerie recreations. The weight of the discovery settled heavily upon the detective. The patterns were clear, and the implications were terrifying. The missing persons weren't just connected by their absence, they were immortalized and put on display in the most macabre of exhibitions. Leaning back in his chair, exhaustion threatening to claim him, the detective wrestled with the burgeoning dread in his chest. He was no longer just investigating a series of disappearances, he was on the trail of a darkness that spanned decades and touched countless lives. The battle against time had truly begun, and the detective was at its epicenter, resolute in his quest to unveil the malevolent force behind the Dollmaker's collection. The town, with its intertwining lanes and age-old structures, had seen many enigmatic figures throughout its history. Yet none evoked as much unease as the owner of the antique shop. Standing at an unusual height, his lanky frame often cast elongated shadows that seemed to dance with the setting sun, creating an almost spectral presence on the cobblestone pathways. His skin, pale from what many assumed were countless hours spent indoors, stretched tight over prominent bones, lending him a skeletal appearance. Deep-set eyes, sharp as a hawk's and cold as winter, observed the world with an intensity that few could meet without discomfort. Those who dared to lock gazes with him often spoke of feeling like prey, caught in the sights of an unseen predator. Rumors, as they often do in close-knit communities, spread like wildfire. They spoke of his peculiar habits, of nocturnal outings, and whispered conversations in the dead of night. Children were often cautioned not to venture too close to his domain, fed tales of his sinister hobbies to ensure their compliance. Among these many tales, one emerged more frequently than others. It was said that the shop owner harbored an unhealthy fixation on those who spurned his advances or affections. From potential romantic interests to simple business dealings, those who dared to cross him or reject his propositions found themselves the subject of his intense and unwavering scrutiny. While no one could point to explicit harm he'd caused, a pattern of unease surrounded those who found themselves in his focus. They often spoke of being watched, of seeing his unmistakable silhouette in unexpected places, always observing from a distance. The detective, with his findings from the station, was now armed with more than just hearsay. The pattern was clear, the connections undeniable. He began to see the shop owner not just as an eccentric town figure, but as a puppet master, with the town's inhabitants unknowingly dancing on his strings. Taking discreet observations from a safe distance, the detective noticed other oddities. Deliveries made to the shop at odd hours, unfamiliar faces that would visit and then vanish, and the shop owner's peculiar interest in personal stories of those who dared share them. There was a calculated coldness in his actions, a method to the madness that the townsfolk had dismissed for so long. And while the town remained blissfully unaware, wrapped in their daily routines, the detective was all too conscious of the storm brewing in the heart of their community. A confrontation was imminent, and the detective was readying himself for the showdown. As the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long, inky shadows across the streets, the detective settled into his chosen vantage point. Nestled between the worn bricks of the adjacent building, 
he was perfectly positioned to observe the shop's entrance without being detected. The flickering street lamp nearby added to the ambience, its light occasionally faltering, plunging the alleyway into momentary darkness. Armed with a pair of binoculars and a small notebook, the detective's eyes remained locked on the shop's ornate door. The town had fallen into a serene slumber, with only the distant hoot of an owl or the rustling of wind through the trees breaking the silence. But the detective was on high alert, every fiber of his being attuned to the slightest movement or sound. Time seemed to stretch endlessly, each minute feeling like an hour. The tick-tock of his wristwatch became a hypnotic rhythm, lulling and persistent. But experience had taught him the value of patience, and he wasn't about to waver now. As midnight approached, an uneasy anticipation settled in the air. The world held its breath, waiting, watching. And then, as the clock tower signaled the witching hour with its deep, resonating chimes, the shop door slowly began to move. The creak of the hinges was almost drowned out by the pounding of the detective's heart. Emerging from the shadows was the shop owner. His usually pristine attire was replaced with a long, flowing robe, adding to his already imposing stature. And cradled in his arms, with a gentleness that seemed out of place, was a newly crafted doll. The porcelain creation, even from a distance, was disturbingly detailed. Its glass eyes shimmered in the dim light, reflecting the few stars that dared to peek through the cloudy night. The shop owner moved with purpose, his steps swift and silent as he made his way down the alley, the doll held close to his chest. The detective had to fight every instinct to not immediately give chase. Instead, he waited a few moments, allowing the shop owner to gain some distance, ensuring he wouldn't be detected. As he began to stealthily tail the enigmatic figure, a slew of questions raced through his mind. Where was he headed? What was the significance of this new doll? And most importantly, who was its unfortunate muse? With each step, the detective was diving deeper into the heart of the mystery, ready to confront the chilling truths that awaited him. The detective's shoes barely made a sound on the damp cobblestones as he weaved through the labyrinthine streets. The town, familiar by day, took on an entirely different persona under the shroud of night. Buildings loomed ominously, and every rustle seemed amplified, echoing through the desolate passages. The shop owner's pace was unyielding, his path deliberate. Even in the dim light, the detective could sense a fervor in his movements, an urgency that had been absent during their previous encounters. Soon, the buildings began to thin out, making way for the more industrial section of town. Warehouses and factories, relics from an era long past, stood as silent sentinels, guarding memories of a time when the town had buzzed with activity. Now, they were nothing more than decaying monuments to history. Without hesitation, the shop owner approached one of the larger warehouses, its windows boarded up, and its facade showing signs of neglect. He entered through a side door, leaving it slightly ajar in his haste. The detective approached cautiously, taking a moment to peer through the small opening before venturing inside. What greeted him, was a scene straight out of a nightmare. 
The vast interior was dimly lit by flickering lanterns, their flames casting eerie, dancing shadows on the walls. Tables littered the space, each cluttered with an array of tools, fabrics, and materials that bespoke the intricate craft of doll making. But it was the uncanny details that sent chills down the detective's spine. Glass eyes, varying in size and color, were meticulously organized in trays, their vacant stares seeming to follow him. Locks of hair, some still attached to scalps, were strewn about, waiting to adorn another creation. But the most unsettling of all were the sketches. Detailed drawings of town members, some who had been missing for years, others who were very much present in daily life, adorned the walls. Annotations, detailing specific features or preferences, were scribbled next to each portrayal. A young girl's fondness for a specific ribbon, an elderly man's unique mole, a woman's particular shade of lipstick, all were documented with obsessive precision. In the center of the warehouse, a large wooden chair, equipped with straps and restraints, hinted at a dark purpose. The pieces of the puzzle were coming together, painting a horrifying picture of the shop owner's process. The detective, trying to keep his revulsion in check, realized the gravity of his discovery. This was the epicenter of the horror that had plagued the town for years. With each passing second, the urgency to act grew stronger. But he knew he wasn't alone, and a confrontation with the sinister shop owner was imminent. Venturing deeper into the warehouse's bowels, the detective's every sense was heightened. Within the maze of tables and shelves, a peculiar corner caught his attention. Unlike the rest of the chaotic workspace, this area was meticulously organized. A large desk stood imposingly, its polished surface reflecting the soft glow of a nearby lantern. Approaching cautiously, the detective noticed a sizable cloth draped over a section of the desk. Its edges were frayed, and years of accumulated dust gave it an almost spectral appearance. Annoying curiosity urged him to unveil what lay beneath. Pulling back the cloth revealed a series of journals, each more worn than the last. Their spines were labeled with a sequence of numbers, hinting at years or perhaps specific cases. Flanking these journals was an array of ink bottles, quills, and rulers, indicating the shop owner's dedication to keeping thorough records. Selecting the most recent journal, the detective carefully opened its pages. The contents sent a shiver down his spine. The first page bore a title, The Rejected. Below, in neat, flowing script, was a list. Names of townsfolk, some familiar and others from Tales of Yore, were catalogued alongside dates. These weren't just any dates, they coincided perfectly with the appearance of new dolls in the shop's display. As he leafed through the pages, the detective realized that this was more than just a journal, it was a manifesto of the shop owner's twisted vendetta. Each entry detailed the nature of the rejection, whether it was a dismissed business proposition, a denied romantic gesture, or even something as trivial as a declined dinner invitation. Accompanying each account were sketches of the dolls, annotated with chilling specifics for their design. The meticulousness of it all, the cold, calculated nature of the entries, 
portrayed a mind that reveled in its dark work. Tucked between the pages, newspaper clippings of missing persons reports amplified the gravity of the situation. There were notes, scribbled in the margins, some expressing satisfaction, others displaying irritation if the doll's creation hadn't gone as planned. The sheer volume of the records, spanning years, perhaps even decades, revealed the scope of the shop owner's malevolence. It was a chilling testament to a life consumed by spite and obsession. Setting the journal down, the weight of the revelations pressing heavily upon him, the detective knew he had found the evidence needed to bring the shop owner's reign of terror to an end. But time was of the essence, for the walls of the warehouse seemed to close in, and a palpable sense of danger lingered in the air. The details unraveled before the detective like the threads of a complex tapestry. The depth of the shop owner's malevolence was rooted in far more than just the act of doll-making. Every stitch, every brush stroke, every lock of hair incorporated into these creations wasn't merely an act of craftsmanship, it was a dark ritual, binding the fate of the living to the lifeless. As the detective delved further into the contents of the journals, he discovered more about the shop owner's methods. Hidden amidst the descriptions were references to ancient texts and obscure folklore. The detective's heart raced as he recognized mentions of rites and ceremonies, often associated with dark magic and forbidden rituals from cultures across the globe. This was no mere hobby for the shop owner, it was a meticulously crafted scheme, one that blended the precision of his craft with the arcane. A pattern began to emerge. Each doll's creation was not just an act of revenge, it was a symbolic gesture, a way to control and dominate. By fashioning the dolls, the shop owner believed he held power over their living counterparts. And with every rejection he faced, another soul would be targeted, their essence captured within the porcelain prison, rendering them powerless, leading them to their eventual disappearance. Sketched diagrams, depicted dolls pierced with needles, bound with specific threads, or locked inside ornate boxes during particular phases of the moon. The detective's knowledge of folklore suggested that these acts were intended to trap the spirits of the victims, rendering them lost, unable to return to the realm of the living. In the shadows of the warehouse, the detective felt a cold dread settling in. The sheer meticulousness of the plot was staggering. Every person who had rejected the shop owner had not merely vanished, their very essence was trapped, forever immortalized in the eerie likeness of a doll. Driven by a newfound sense of urgency, the detective knew he had to act swiftly. Not just to apprehend the twisted shop owner, but to find a way to break the dark enchantment, hoping against hope that the souls ensnared in this macabre collection could somehow find release. With newfound resolve, the detective began to weave his own web, intertwining his fate with that of the nefarious shop owner. Utilizing the same channels that had first whispered tales of the dolls, he seeded a story. It was a tale of a recent interaction where he had publicly snubbed the shop owner's business proposition, turning him away in a packed town square, causing humiliation and disdain. Word spread like wildfire. In hushed, tones and sideways glances, townsfolk whispered of the detective's bold move. And as expected, the shop owner's response was swift and decisive. 
Several nights later, the detective purposely stayed late at the station, ensuring his presence was conspicuous. With the dim light of a lantern casting long shadows in his office, he feigned deep concentration in his paperwork, all the while keeping a watchful eye on the window. The night was still, punctuated only by the occasional hoot of an owl or the rustle of leaves. Hours passed, but the detective's patience never wavered. His gut told him that tonight would be the night. Suddenly, a faint silhouette appeared in the distance. The familiar, lanky figure of the shop owner approached stealthily, his eyes fixated on the detective's window. In his hand was a small, leather-bound case, undoubtedly holding tools of his sinister craft. The trap was set. As the shop owner reached the building, the detective sprang into action. Lights flooded the perimeter, revealing a team of officers hidden in strategic locations. The shop owner froze, the realization of his predicament dawning upon him. But he wasn't one to be easily subdued. With a surprising burst of agility, he flung a smoke bomb to the ground, momentarily disorienting the officers. The detective, however, was prepared. Having anticipated a possible escape attempt, he lunged at the shop owner, tackling him to the ground. The two struggled, each trying to gain the upper hand. The scuffle was intense, but the detective's determination and the element of surprise gave him an edge. With the shop owner restrained, the officers moved in, ensuring he wouldn't escape their grasp this time. As the smoke cleared and the adrenaline subsided, the detective took a moment to catch his breath. The confrontation had been fierce, but he had achieved what he set out to do. The town's puppet master was finally in custody. The detective's pulse quickened as the evening wore on. The atmosphere felt different, the town's usual nocturnal sounds were oddly subdued, replaced by an oppressive silence. It was as if the very night held its breath in anticipation. From the periphery, shadows began to move. Rather than the singular form of the shop owner, multiple cloaked figures emerged from the darkness, their movements synchronized, purposeful. The soft glow of the moonlight barely penetrated their dark hooded robes, making their numbers and faces impossible to discern. The detective's instincts screamed at him. This wasn't what he had planned for. Where was the shop owner? Why was this congregation converging upon him? As they formed a circle around him, a sinking feeling settled in his gut. He had underestimated the depth of the mystery. The hooded figures moved with an eerie precision, their robes whispering softly against the cobbled streets. There were no words, no sounds, just a heavy palpable tension in the air. Each figure held a small lantern, casting an otherworldly blue glow that danced and flickered, creating a mesmerizing, hypnotic pattern. In the center of this circle, the detective felt trapped, realizing that the shop owner's deeds might be just the tip of a much larger conspiracy. Perhaps the dolls were not just one man's obsession, they might be the town's dark secret, a way to maintain some twisted form of equilibrium. With every passing second, the figures drew closer. Their intentions remained shrouded, but one thing was clear, they viewed the detective as a threat to their clandestine operations. In their approach, 
he sensed not just malice, but a cold determination, as if they were custodians of a secret so profound, it was worth any price to protect. Desperation surged within the detective. Outnumbered and outmaneuvered, he began searching for an escape, a break in the encircling formation. But the hooded figures left no room for error, their lanterns forming a seamless barrier of ethereal light. The detective, had unearthed something far bigger than he could have imagined, a dark underbelly of the town where ancient traditions and unspeakable rituals held sway. He had hoped to catch a sinister shop owner, but instead, he found himself ensnared in a web of shadows and secrets. Every ounce of strength and wit within him had been used to evade the relentless pursuit of the hooded figures. Narrow alleyways became his refuge, the dark corners of the town his allies. With sheer determination, he finally lost them, leaving behind the eerie silence of the night. The detective's immediate thought was to gather incriminating evidence from the shop, and disappear, putting an end to the twisted tale that had ensnared him. As he neared the antique shop, the glow from the window beckoned him. But what he saw next was a sight he was wholly unprepared for. The shop's window display, usually an unsettling assortment of porcelain dolls, now featured a single, solitary figure. It stood prominently in the center, drawing the eye with an unnerving magnetism. Crafted with impeccable detail, the doll's attire mirrored his own, the same coat, the same shoes, even the slight wear in the pocket from an old case. Its hair was styled identically, its eyes possessing the same determined glint. The doll's face, with its lifelike expression, was an exact replica of his own. A cold realization washed over the detective. All this while, he believed he was the hunter, tracking down the enigma of the town. But in reality, he was the prey, meticulously lured into a trap, by the cunning shop owner. The doll's presence was a chilling testament to the shop owner's foresight and skill, a silent declaration that he had been anticipated, studied, and replicated. Beyond the shock and fear, the detective felt a deep-seated unease. Did the creation of his doll signify his impending doom? Was his fate now sealed, his destiny intertwined with this porcelain replica? The legend of the dolls and their eerie connection to the vanished townsfolk echoed ominously in his mind. The shop's facade, which once seemed merely old and weathered, now loomed menacingly. Behind its walls, dark secrets thrived, and the detective had inadvertently become a part of its twisted narrative. The detective's journey into the heart of the town's mystery had culminated in an unexpected revelation. Not only was he entangled in a web of ancient rituals and secrets, but he was also now a central figure, immortalized in porcelain, forever bound to the cursed legacy of the dollmaker's collection.